And we are live. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Fresh Hit Podcast. We are Lucky Lopez. We're going to be talking about cars and industry today. Yes. We got a lot to talk about, guys. I'm here to learn. Let's get into it. Let's go. Summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. All right, we are live. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Friendship Podcast, man. So quick announcement before we get into the show. Number one, guys, check us out on Megaphone. Megaphone. Okay, we are on Megaphone. We got a Fresh Fit channel, and we got a Fresh Fit After Hours channel on there. Um, we're not on Anchor and Spotify anymore, so if you guys want to listen to us on audio, go ahead and check us on Megaphone. Also, if you guys want to check us out, go on Discord, discord.gg slash Fresh and Fit. Also, get the merch, freshfitpodcaststore.com. All right, you get all the hoodies, T-shirts, all the merch you guys have come to learn and love. Also, check out our other YouTube channel. It's called Fresh Fit Clips. On there, we put three clips per day as well as two shorts. Okay, so if you guys don't have time to watch a full-on pod, no problem. Go ahead and check us out on our Clips channel. And then also make sure to check out Fresh's vlog. Yes, guys, vlogs are up. We're doing a giveaway this week on live. So check it out, guys. Stay tuned to the channel and 100K on the way. It's done. So 200K is next. Let's go. Cool. And uh, for me, guys, go and check out my YouTube channel, Feta1811. As you guys know, I break down criminal cases. The last case I did was uh, XX Tentacion. I went ahead and broke down, um, you know, his tragic death. I went and showed you guys all the evidence about the stupid-ass murderers, how they're wearing bright-ass orange sandals while committing a capital offense, and how they got caught and posting dumb shit on Instagram. Uh, probably the dumbest criminals <laughs> I've ever seen when I actually went through the evidence on the case. Stupid. Yeah, the guys made it very easy for the police to catch them. But, um, yeah, so, you, you know, the case is still uh, going right now. One of the guys is actually cooperating, and he pled guilty in exchange for testimony. So, yeah, it's safe to say that a couple of them are probably going to get the death penalty. But that's a whole other situation. If you guys want to hear that breakdown, go check it out. Fed 1811, I also doc do documentary breakdowns. And everything else that you guys guys uh, want to learn, um, but yeah, we got a special guest Lucky in the house, man. Lucky Lopez. Thank you, gentlemen, so much for having me. I found this guy randomly on YouTube looking up car videos, and I'm like, hold on, car market, what's happening now? I look into it, and he's been on the news multiple times. So good to have you in the studio, brother. No, I'm I'm very excited. I'm gonna love to talk about Miami, which is probably the biggest exotic rental car uh, scam place, along with Atlanta. We're gonna talk about <laughs> dealerships, flipping cars. Um, if you want to get into the business, but first off, I want to say congratulations to one million subscribers. Thank you, man. People have no idea how hard this shit is and how much money it costs. Yeah, because my studio was like the quarter of the size of this, and I think I got 50k into it. So Damn. this is ridiculous. Oh man, yeah, yeah it's expensive. It's a lot. <laughs> when you start actually buying stuff and looking at it, you're like, oh shit, this shit is expensive. So the black, black lemur. 
But uh, exactly. we know who you are. Fresh definitely knows who you are. Yeah. Can you introduce yourself to the people for people that may not know who, who you are? are? Sure. Uh, my name is Lucky Lopez. I'm an automotive YouTuber and an automotive expert. I teach people how to set up dealerships, rental car companies, automotive repair, pretty much all things automotive. And on my channel, we just discuss hot topics like what's going on in the market, yeah. things that are going on. Like, actually, I forgot another congratulations. Shout out to Fresh. Got his new whip about, what, an hour ago? Yeah, literally like two hours ago. Nice. So, so oh, you another, car, another wait, car. Yeah, bought another car. Another today. One? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I was sitting in the lobby. I'm like, hey, bro, where you at? I'm buying a new car. Literally. Bruh. You want to tell the people? Are you gonna? T- are you gonna save it for the vlog? I'm assuming. Vlog tomorrow. I'll drop the new car. <laughs> okay. Uh, but also, I took an L, man, on one of the cars. We'll talk about that today as well on the show. Lucky knows what happens to me, but like, hey, it happens in the car marketplace, bro. It's part of the game. So, uh, auto YouTuber, run, uh, you teach people how to open up a rental and or car sales business? Yeah, or? car dealership. Yeah. Car dealership, okay. Yeah, okay. so we can kind of start off with the rental car business since that's so popping here in Miami. And rental car. Yeah, yeah and, and that's probably one of the biggest things that people always ask me about. Like, hey, um, during the pandemic, everybody and their grandma started jumping on Turo because mm-hmm. it was just an extra way to make cash. They were buying cars for $8,000, $10,000, renting them out for like 100 150 bucks a day, and it just took off. And all of a sudden, all these YouTube gurus started popping up like, man – Go max out your credit. Go buy 14 cars at one time, putting people in really bad financial situations. Yeah. And during this time is when I started my channel. I was watching all these guys give these poor people horrible advice. Right. And so I started watching them. I'm like, and these dudes are charging like six, $7,000 for a course to teach people how to basically get yourself in debt and never be able to expand your business and basically just be stuck to Turo. Mm. And so that's kind of what started me on my journey. And uh, the reason why I always bring up exotic cars is because that's the number one topic that I get or emails or things on uh, Instagram. Everybody wants to open up an exotic rental car company. So I figured today with your guys' uh, huge viewing and everything else, we could talk a little bit about it. Yeah. Um, just expose a lot of the myths. There's really not that much money. The, the cost of actually starting this business is incredibly expensive. Yes. And most people don't even have an idea on how much it costs. And most of the companies, even here in Miami, are all running illegally. And there's DMV, there's the police, there's even feds that are getting involved that are starting to do investigations and actually raiding rental car companies because of all the insurance fraud and everything else. So I got a real a quick, whole can you give the thing. people your professional background uh, just so they kind of know that, uh, like, what? what where you came what, from? Yeah, what your niche yeah. was prior to this, so that they, so they kind of yeah. Yeah, so um, back in two thousand, I opened up a car dealership, automotive repair. I've been in the car business pretty much my whole life. Mm-hmm. Last uh, two thousand nineteen, um, I made a deal with the bank, sold my dealership, and decided to kind of just take a break and vacation. Pandemic happened. I got stuck at home. I was supposed to be naked on a beach somewhere in South America. So you were retired at that point. <laughs> yeah, I wanted I wanted to just get out and yeah. just, it was just so much stress, you know, dealing with the ballers on the budget. Mm-hmm. Everybody wanted the Mercedes, but had a 300 credit score, $300 down and <laughs> wanted a $300 payment. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it's a thing in Vegas, but like, I'm sure so, it's probably here in Miami. So you had, you had a car dealership and you were renting cars out to people yeah. as well. You were doing both. Yeah. We so were both spectrums. Yeah. And then during that time, I was doing uh, dealership consulting where we would go and help dealers set up their businesses. I would uh-huh. teach people about online marketing, how to basically use Facebook and Instagram, what were our platforms now yeah. to gain viewership. We were teaching dealers how to do this back in 2014, mm. 15, 16, when everybody thought the, you know, Facebook and Instagram was just a fad. Now it's, it's a yeah. part of life. Yeah. And so that's how it kind of all started. And then really when the pandemic happened, I had nothing to do. I was sitting around. I couldn't go out. Vegas was, wasn't really locked down, but people were freaking out. And so originally I, from Vegas, right? Yeah. So originally born and yeah. raised from Vegas. Yeah. love it. I actually lived out in West Palm beach, which I'll tell you guys afterwards. I got some crazy stories, yeah. but, um, mm. but I just started posting videos on YouTube. Just, not really roasting people, just correcting, like giving out the right information. Hey, this is how you get your license. This is what you do. These are things. And it just kind of blew up from there. You know, it's funny. Most YouTubers that actually make it big, 
they see other YouTubers making videos that are wrong or false information. So you know what? Well, this is how you really do it. The truth comes out, and then they get bigger. So that's pretty cool, man. What you yeah, it, it's been crazy. Like I, I'll tell you a story about the the guy I went against in podcast. I actually met up with him in Atlanta that was selling the fake courses, and and I was like, hey, we can have like an open debate. You know, total professional. We'll 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 change turns, but like I said, I'll tell you about that one in a minute. Yeah. But I, I love to get into the exotic rental car thing because I know a lot of people probably, especially my crew, is probably tuned in for this. Yeah. So. People want to get like a Lamborghini, Ferrari, start renting it out because they're making, you know, $1,500 to $2,200 a day. A day yeah. When they're making a car payment of like $3,000, it seems extremely lucrative. Well, man, I can rent this out for 10, 15 days out of the month. I can pay all my bills and drive a Ferrari Lambo for free and have people pay my bills. The problem is, is when Turo originally started, they had insurance that would do exotic cars back in like 2017, 18 mm-hmm. and the end of 19. But they had so many claims of people crashing their cars, damaging them, that they decided to take it off the platform. So what happened was, is all these people said, you know what, I'm going to do an exotic rental car company because all my friends are making money, so I'm going to rent it. They started basically buying all these exotic cars from friends. Hey, uh, do you have a lease? Oh, just give it to me. I'll give you five grand a month. You'll make two grand above your payment. Let's say your payment's three grand, and I'm going to rent it out for you. And they were doing these like literally one-page contracts that like they made up on Excel Word and renting them out third party. And that's all fine and dandy when you're making money and everybody's doing good. But what happens when somebody crashes your car? Mm. What is if your car gets impounded? What happens if something happens? Yeah, that's why I wanted to, to talk about it because what's happening now in Miami is there's so many of these rental car companies that are not licensed at all. They don't even have a, if you get a dealership license or rental car license, it's not that hard to get. And, but it's the insurance to become a licensed insured rental car company for an exotic cars. Mm -hmm. You need to put 750,000 to $1 million up for your initial bond. Damn. Just to get started. And a lot of the States, depending on what state you live in, you actually have to have uh, ownership of cars, 100% paid for because some of them will not uh, give you insurance on an asset that has a loan against it. So there's a lot of different state requirements. So that's why when we meet people with exotic car rental companies, they're very, very few, and they're usually financially well off. But what you've been seeing lately now is so many people just jumping into the industry. You know, well, my buddy's got two cars. My buddy's got two cars. Let You buy two Lambos, you buy two Lambos, I'll buy two Ferraris, and we'll get together and we'll start on an exotic rental car company. And now people are just taking massive L's. On my channel, I've told multiple stories of you know, people renting out cars and just taking off with them. Yeah. They didn't have GPS. Stolen cars. Yeah, they stole them. They took them. One of the big ones is a customer of mine had a rental car company in Atlanta and was renting the car out like through third party. So he would rent it out for, let's say, five grand a day. Mm. They would, uh, the people would rent it and then broker it out to somebody else for seven grand a day. We call them broker jokers. <laughs> wow. So these cats were going around literally like, you got a Lambo? Well, give it to me and I'm going to rent it to my boy over here. He's going to do, I don't know, uh, uh, a tour, he's going to take off, or he's going to do a, a a model shoot. So you give him the car in faith, you get the money, guy crashes the car, disappears with it, and people have no legal ramifications. There's a lot of people... What's up with, stuck with it? Is it the person that initially rented it, or is it the original owner? The, the owner. original owner, the person that has the he financing. Stuck with it. He's on the lease. So the middleman is safe. Yeah, the middleman that rents it out to somebody yeah, else yeah. is like, ah, sorry, dude, it crashed. Yeah, he's back. like, oh, I'm sorry, bro. Here's your, here's your uh, 500 buck cut. And good luck on paying off the rest of your $300,000 car. I'm out. Yeah. So they pay like some minuscule fee for damaging the vehicle and they just walk away. And they just walk away. And that's even if you get the money. There's a lot of people I know where this one guy, I won't say his name, but because there's still stuff going on, but he had uh, three Lamborghini Urises here in in Miami and Mm -hmm. he was renting them out and none of them were in his name. And so he was paying people every, he wanted to do a quarter because he's a business. So imagine renting out your, give you, you 
you get 50K, you buy a car, you have a $300,000 loan, you give it to these guys, and they're renting out to multiple people. You have no idea. And you're waiting for three months to get paid. And all of a sudden, you you find your car like in an impound yard with like 10,000 miles more dented to shit. And the broker joker, the guy that took the money from the people and gave it, it's gone. And, and that's and you one can't of do anything. No, and there's there's nothing you can do. So, you know, a lot of the stuff that we've been preaching on my channel is like, it's not that hard. We can help you get set up for it. And if you get a dealer's license and you actually build your uh, rental car company the correct way, LLC, get your state city license, mm -hmm. um, get your license through the DMV, you know, with a few thousand dollars, you can actually be legit. And it's it blows my mind how none of these people are. And it's funny because nowadays, Everybody in the mall wants to start on Turo because it sounds easy and super simple, but there's so many headaches. Stolen cars, people hitting your car, um, you know, telling lies. Like things could happen at any point in time. Yeah. Well, it sounds to me from what you're saying, and I'm taking some notes here, so I make sure I actually know what I'm doing. <laughs> it's saying here. Um, it looks like Turo used to afford you quite a bit of, you know, coverage, but now they don't, you know. Yeah. And yeah. I didn't even know Turo was around since 2017, but it would make sense with the explosion of people using Turo nowadays that they'd be like, whoa, we're getting way too many insurance claims nowadays. We got to pull back some of these benefits. So now you don't get the same coverage that you did Correct. Yeah, four or five years ago. Yeah, because back in the day, Turo was actually a really great platform. And even yeah. today, like, I don't like it. Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't recommend being that one, like put all your eggs in one basket, but it's yeah. a great way to get started in the business. I see a lot of people go out and buy four five, six cars and say, I want to open up a rental car company, get into the business and absolutely hate it. And dealing with the customers, people drunk, crashing your cars. And from what you're saying, because you said to properly run a, an exotic car rental business, you would need at least 70, 750K to a million to, to like put it up in bonds so that just they, just to get an so insurance Turo, insurance. the appropriate route to go when if you want to do the exotic Correct. car rental yeah. route yeah. you want to do maybe rent out a jeep liberty here or there or some bullshit you know that's one yeah. thing but to do exotic cars you're going to need to do it through yeah. other means you're going to have to go through the big way but the, i actually tell people to start off with the basic cars because okay. yeah. everybody right. thinks they they romanticize the thought of i got lambos i'm dealing with high-end customers it is not that way i'm i'm from vegas 90 percent of our customers are drunk crazy tourists i mean you got you're miami you know miami, yeah. so yeah, yeah same sure. same shit you know you got you got some stripper that come out wanted to party it up rents your car and just completely destroys it so at least if you start off with turo it doesn't cost that much money you have the insurance policy through turo yeah. you can put your cars up do one at a time just be patient let it run for about 30 to 60 days deal with the customers and see if it's worth money because the problem with Turo is they take 30% of your money right off the top. That's mm -hmm. if you get the basic insurance. If you want the good insurance where it covers it's more damages, more. it costs even more. They could take up to, I think like 45, 45%. depending on your state. Yeah. And, and that's something that I keep telling people because I'll see people like, well, I'm going to, I bought this car for 20 grand. I'm going to rent it for $50, you know, a day. And I'm like, okay, if they're taking 30% off the top, <laughs> And they're driving the shit out of your car, mm -hmm. and then they bring it back, and you got like one hour to wash it before the next guy comes and picks it up. Yeah, how much is your time worth? Yeah, if you think it's worth like two dollars and eighty eight cents, then by all means, go for it. Okay, but yeah. it's it's really it just a matter of ROI at that point. Yeah, and, and and so we try to to talk about this on my channel, and it's just it's so hard to get through with people because all they see is that well, I made fifty five bucks and I rented out and I didn't do anything. And like, don't yeah. get me wrong. Now is the time to build side hustles, but you got to build them smart. You got to do them correctly, or you're okay. just going to, it's going to become an, a, a burden, not an asset. Yeah, a job. So I have a friend, right, that used to do Turo back in the day, like 2020, uh, 2019, and he made good money. He was making like 150K a month from Turo, but he had multiple smaller cars, like like Mercedes Benz. He had like the Jeep uh, Wranglers. He had like um, Maseratis as well. So he, he didn't buy like Lamborghinis or, or Ferraris or stuff. He bought like regular cars that people want to drive, like Mercedes and BMW. Starter luxury cars at the most. Exactly. Yeah. Like. However, what happened was using the app 
for whatever reason, it stopped working for him uh, for a month. So the remember, fuck? he had to make payments on all those cars he bought. Oh, yeah. So what that's... happened was he burned down, crashed. Because what happened is he couldn't make the payments. And he, he lost most of the cars. And he, he had to shut down his business because, once again, the app wasn't working for him. And that's why he made his, his uh, connections with his uh, clients. Yeah. So imagine if the app doesn't work, you're screwed. Oh. Yeah, that's one of the things we preach is about putting all your eggs in one basket. Yeah. I see a lot of uh, guys, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 cars on Turo. Yeah. It's really popular in Vegas. Like there's hotel parking lots yeah. full of people's cars that just have 60 cars and they rent them out. They have key boxes on there. You can go out and book them and that's great. But, you know, for any reason, Turo can kick your ass off the platform yeah. and don't even have to tell you why. Sometimes they lock up your account. Like if if I rent you a car and I'm going to charge you extra day of usage, He's going to be like, oh, man, well, you know what? Uh, the car was shaking. It doesn't feel safe. Report. I'm going to give it back. Yeah. And so now they take the money out of my account. I have to basically tell Turo, hey, look, here's the car. It's been inspected. It's good to go. But in the meantime, they shut your app off because they think you're not a viable uh, uh, renter. They renter. think that you're you're renting out crap or garbage. Okay. So now they're going to ask for documentation, all this other stuff. And that's some of the things that Turo's been doing. Before, they used to be really good. They would turn you on in five minutes yeah. if you showed. Now you're talking an hour, I mean, days. Sometimes I've had people Dude, wait support weeks. is lax as well. So yeah. imagine you're making 100K a month from renting cars. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, your business model, which is basically the app, shuts down or has errors on it, so you can't make any, any new reservations. And you still got to pay the loans back. Over time, you're going to burn out. And now you're screwed. What are you gonna do? So it's dangerous. Yeah, it, it could be dangerous. No, it it, it is. I mean, yeah. I've I've watched. I mean, I'm not joking when I say hundreds of people during this pandemic. Yeah, everybody that got that you know stimulus and PPV money, all the ballers, they all went out and bought a bunch of cars. And then there was these guys like on YouTube buy 14 cars at once, go to like six different dealerships and buy them all in, in the same day. But they don't so tell you, get... you all the downsides about doing Toro because there's some bad sides of it, like you said. Oh, and they don't tell you. Oh yeah, go buy cars and put it under uh, this company. Buy 10 cars. Buy it in a bundle. But when you got to pay the loans, you can't get out to work. What are you going to do? Yeah, they, they don't teach about like depreciation. I'm assuming when, you're, when your thing is down, you also probably can't receive your payments as well. Correct. When the Turo app That's is down. Which, which, yeah, which, they hold which, your money if you have money, some issue. Which causes you the problem where you can't pay back the loans for the vehicles that you have leased that you're having your fleet. And okay. I learned this as well, too, from just having friends in the industry. You should put a tracker in each car because they could take your car to Georgia, wherever you're randomly, mm -hmm. and just go away with it if you don't have a tracker on it. Yeah. What's, what's stopping them? Yeah, I've had friends kicked off the platform because like in Vegas, people get drunk. They leave their shit. They lose. They, they've lost my cars many a times. Yeah. They just like, dude, I have no idea where it's at. Thank God I had <laughs> GPS. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so I'm so used to it. I, I was like, no worries. I got a Tracker. GPS. Put my keys in the FedEx envelope. I'm going to charge you a hundred bucks to go get my car. And they're like, yeah. yeah, whatever. But a lot of these people don't know about that. Yeah. And so there was nobody teaching this stuff. And so their cars would just disappear. And let's say... You know, I rent it to you. You take off and you're in California. You get drunk at Disneyland. You're gone. And you show up and you're like, hey, where's my car? I, I was supposed to pick it up at 6 p.m. Yeah. Now I look like an asshole. You're going to tell Turo, I'm not happy with this customer. I get blocked. I got to chase my car. Turo's not going to pay me for 45 days because, because I, have I, to, I have to claim a um, uh, grand larceny or uh, embezzlement to get my car. I can't even report it stolen. Yeah. So I have to wait for 45 days and then Turo might pay me on my car. In the meantime, you're driving all over the United States and can take off my car, and I have no legal right. And here's another thing, to too, that happens as well. People take your car, go to a bodywork shop, get it painted or wrapped, whole different color, and then just take out all the sensors and then drive along. Yeah, there's it's really bad here in Miami. I remember there was guys um, 
I can't remember his name, but they're all over the news that they were basically literally renting out like customers' exotic cars. Yeah. So let's say you had a, a, a Ferrari you wanted to sell, mm-hmm. you would consign it to them. And then they were literally behind your back renting it out to different people. And the only reason they got caught is because their cars were showing up like in music videos. They were showing up in like New York wow, and um, in impounds and they were getting letters in the mail, like just crazy stuff. So that's some of the stuff like we could talk about today. But I wanted to get the the rental car stuff going and just kind of talk about it. And uh, and then we can get into the dealership side because that's even crazier, which we yeah. have a few stories to, to touch base on the hit, hit close to home. Interesting. So so so. You own a car rental business and a car dealership business, sold it, got out the game for a bit, self-retired, saw all this blow up with Turo, you know, and obviously, because another thing too is that I've come to realize that we we live in a very uh, consumer to producer society nowadays. You look at something like Uber Eats, you look at something like Uber, you look at uh, Netflix, et cetera, Uh, even the destruction of like cable television. Like nowadays, you can basically deal with the, with the, content creator, so to speak, or the creator of said product directly. directly. You don't need the middleman. Blockbuster, all this other bullshit, gone. Why? Because you can stream it right on your phone. You can have people bring you food. Turo is kind of like that too. Enterprise, you know, thr- thrifty, these car rental companies, yeah. a lot of them are dying because what? People created Turo. Like, yeah. hey, I, I have my own cars. You can kind of come. So it's interesting to see, like, because you came from a world where it's like you had to compete against these conglomerates, right? These, yeah. these big mm-hmm. juggernauts like Enterprise, et cetera. So now, People are, you know, using Turo or whatever, and they're like, oh, now I can make all this money, et cetera. But I guess people don't see the negative side of running that, and then they're cutting corners, not necessarily getting certain things in place. So from what – I guess from what you're saying is that Turo is a great way to kind of, like, get started in the business, especially with, like, lower-level cars. Correct. But it doesn't necessarily have the appropriate infrastructure to Tech support span. renting out exotic cars. Correct. Because exotic yeah. cars yeah. come with way more – Way, way more headaches, way more issues, you know, yeah. like Turo, like I said, great platform to get started. You get two, three cars. You just, you know, get your feet wet to see if you like the yeah. business. And the main reason why I talk but about using this, it for exotic cars is a no go. No, like 90% okay. of the states now, they completely took all the policies away. They will not wow. insure anything over like 120 K because I have some states that okay. won't even you accept the funny? new Escalade. So to, the car I bought today, I called Geico and they're like, yeah, sorry, we don't insure over hundred K. I'm like, what? So it's crazy, bro. Like you gotta be careful who you. Uh, yeah, Haggerty is the only place that's gonna do the your specific car. I won't drop the name of it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so, it's a specialty car. Yeah, so okay. it worked out. Yeah, I'm I'm learning a bunch. We got some um, chats here, by the way. Yeah, and guys, you said, yo, why do you got your hoodie on, man? It's cold as hell in the studio, guys. It's freezing. <laughs> I know it's not freezing. <laughs> uh, we purposely keep the studio really cold, guys, because we got like a million cameras in here and lights and stuff. Uh, Mr. Beef Snorkel, ten bucks goes. Lucky sup, man. I've been watching you on YouTube for about a year now. Ten year dealer uh, technician that's gone into e-commerce. I fell for the Turo meme in February. Now I have a real business. Uh, cool to see you on FNF. Yeah, I mean, I'm Congrats. guys. Right now, I'm look. I'm taking notes myself, man. Trust me, you're never above learning. Uh, how do you prevent loose skin from weight loss? Lose the weight slowly, my friend. Josh Nixon goes. Thank you, FNF. Y'all have changed my entire mindset and outlook on life. Much love, BBC gang. We up. We got shout out to you, Josh Nixon. Uh, Demetrius Dangerfield goes. Great information, gentlemen. Love the podcast. Yeah, this is going to be a very niche podcast in a particular yep. industry, but it's good, man. Because like I said, this is not my expertise at all. Salvador Villa Lo, Villa Lobos Villa Lobos. Are we going to have Grant Cardone on the show? Already, we already had him on. Already did. Uh, go back and look at search Grant Cardone on Money Monday, guys. You guys are going to see him. We did an interview with him. Michael Mistro, two bucks. Thank you. And then uh, let's see here, twenty bucks from. Burton J goes, been watching Lucky for a while, loving this collab. Props to FNF, always putting men on game. We, we got, got you, bro. We got you, man. I told you guys before, if we don't know, we're going to bring an expert who does. Facts. Uh, we got someone here with 20-plus years in the in the industry. Uh, Victor Tuziak goes, do you know Rob Ferretti? He owns an exotic car rental company in Miami. He actually owns a rental car company in New York. Very legit guy. Good guy. Okay. All right. Uh, Abdullah al Okay. 
in, right. in Dubai at 2005 <laughs> G class with a 2018 body kit with 100k miles is sold for $20,000. Is it a good idea to buy four of those and rent them out in LA? Please let me know. Um, so I would not right now. The market's crashing on G wagons. They used to go almost a hundred grand over MSRP. Yep. Now they're down to 50 and I've seen some actually sitting in like dealerships like in LA and Vegas. I would wait about six months and the market's going to completely change. We're going to talk about auto loans, how they're getting harder to qualify. Mm -hmm. As the economy slows down, people can't afford those particular cars and you'll be able to basically have your pick of the litter and whatever you want at the price you want and you don't have to import shit. I was going to buy a G-Wagon too and I held off. I'm glad I did. Yeah. Thoughts on Pushman Mitch, a successful rental host. Two bucks. He's Uh, cool. Yeah. Well, what's your thoughts on Carvana stock down and being used, being sued for title work being done wrong? Oh, 100% scam. Their whole plan was to basically use uh, Carvana as an actual uh, uh, loan generator. They weren't really planning on making profit of cars. They borrowed money from pretty much everybody at the really hype stock market. We had all these venture capital firms that were pumping money into Carvana because they were the new darling. They were going to revolutionize the car buying and selling thing. But it's just like Zillow. When you're buying houses sight unseen, there's no algorithm for it. Every market is different, just like every used car is different. They got their asses handed to them. That's one of the things that made my channel blow up is mm. we were talking about this a year ago about how everything their business is structured is basically set up to fail. They don't profit in any way. They've been in business for 10 years and had one profitable quarter. And what? so when when I was making fun of them, when their stock was $310, and I was like, I'm no financial whiz, but if I would, I would tell everybody to short the hell out of it. And it literally dropped. It was like 310 110 we said short it again went down to 40 bucks i think the last video i did went down to 20 bucks and now i think it's hovering around like eight dollars and 77 cents people out there that might not be car buffs can you tell them what carvana is it exactly um carvana is the supposedly largest online retailer of used automobiles okay they want to basically take out the the complete part of being a dealer because yes dealers were assholes and it's hard to deal with us but i'm going to show you guys why we're going to change that and we don't have to create some fake online company that's going to somehow revolutionize it because i don't know i mean you wouldn't want to you know date a girl straight off from online i wouldn't do that Hmm. i wouldn't buy a car online some things you need to see and touch in person yeah and i don't know why people are doing it but hey chris (laughs) bring the links real quick for his channel and then also as well Uh, something he did behind the scenes for his podcast uh uh mo okay and then, um, so you want, we're talking about, and then, um, he's also been on Graham Stephan's show as oh, well. Okay. Um, there you go. And that's his YouTube channel, guys. Cool. All right. Uh, but Lucky, real quick, I had a question for you as well. Okay. So normally, right, people want to buy cars right now. Should they buy now? Should they wait? What's the current state of the marketplace you think for buying cars for anybody, regular person on the street? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. As of right now, I tell everybody to wait because what's been happening is is during 2020 and 2021, the banks got the most loose with lending we've ever seen. Usually there's there's guidelines, there's some sort of restrictions. You got to show proof of income, proof of residency. You got to do X, Y, and Z to qualify for a loan. But during the pandemic, the government was in such a hurry to stimulate the economy. They basically were just pumping out money, not only to individuals, but to banks, businesses, and stuff like that. Oh, well, if you collect a bunch of bad debt, we'll buy it off you. So all of a sudden, all these banks were giving out auto loans to people that wouldn't qualify for them. Well, now you can, you can even see it here in Miami. You'll see so many cars with placard plates that expired like in 2021, still driving around here because they can't afford them. They can't register them They're I guarantee you they're out for repo and we're going to the auctions. We're seeing more and more repos pile up um, every day. And usually there's no like rhyme or reason when it comes to repos. It's, you know, people lose their job, economy goes up and down, but 
I go out and I buy what's called loan paper. I buy loans from banks and sell them to other banks, which we can get into here in a minute. But one thing I saw, there was a clear pattern that the default rate on loans that were originated in 2020, 2021, and 22 have almost double the default rate of any other year. So what basically caused that was, you know, if you show up and you're like, hey, I'm making four grand a month stimulus from uh my, my, whatever, my stimulus money, my wife's making four grand, we make $8,000. But okay, we'll give this money down and we're going to give you a a Dodge Charger at $1,000 a month. Mm. And so now these people that technically back then making eight grand a month can afford it. Well, now the economy's back open. They're back to work. What's happened since then? Rent, it's damn near doubled in most places. Gas has tripled. Everything's gone up except pay. These people probably went back to getting their normal pay. Let's say they made $2,500 a month working at, I don't know, Home Depot or something. Now they're stuck with their $1,000 monthly uh, car payment. Their rent used to be $1,500. Now it's maybe $2,500. Yeah. You know, their insurance, everything's gone up. So now they technically can't afford it. So what are they doing? They're not paying their cars. I think it's um, seven out of every 10 cars is 30 days late here in the United States as of right now. Damn. Miami is number seven or Florida is number seven. Uh, on the repo chart when it comes to experian.com you can look that one up that is staggering um, bro yeah it's it's insane so, so we, that's that's crazy so you're telling me 70 percent of vehicles that are out there right now that have some kind of lease or some kind of monthly payment on them are behind are by 30 month. days yeah and then i think it's three out of 10 or 90 days due. so wow. we were starting to talk about this about a year ago and people were just oh it's you're just hyping it up you're just whatever you know it's not that big of a deal and but this is right now in 2022 yeah, and now this is this is all coming to fruition. Stat? Okay. Yeah, yeah, and so all the statistics wow. now. He said, every, he said a year ago, bro. Yeah. A year ago. Oh, this was a year ago going yeah. on. So, no, so no, no, no. He said a year ago. No, I oh, said he predicted was going to happen you a year ago. Yeah, it, yeah. And then now it's actually happening. Yeah. Okay. And so, okay. Yeah, because we we go out and we buy loan papers from banks, and every dealership has the ability to finance a vehicle, but we have certain guidelines and certain restrictions we stick to to make sure one we fall under the Fair Credit Act so we don't get sued, yeah. and two, you know, it's your money. You like if. Nobody wants to lend your buddy five bucks if you've lent your buddy five bucks ten times. He's never paid you back. Yeah. So we develop programs and plans to make sure we hedge ourselves against losses. And these basically structures and plans were thrown out the window during the pandemic, and they were just giving money to everybody. So every time I went to go buy a loan, I have to basically rate it. So like I don't know if you guys know about amortization, like what happened in two thousand eight with the mortgage crisis. Yes, yes. Every home loan was AAA rated. It's good to go. They'd bundle them off. And then they would sell them to somebody and some poor person would buy it and say, I'm going to make the interest off these loans and everything came apart. Same thing in the car business. So right now we're essentially for all the real estate investors out there, we're having a 2008 almost type situation with the auto industry. 100%. We got overinflated prices, cars that are not worth the same amount of money, you know, and and the sad thing is, is people have no way to get out of it because I have a lot of people, well, oh, well, I'll just refinance my car. I was like, <laughs> you can't. Like, if you're upside down in your car and there's no right. equity, yeah, you're you're screwed. And interest keeps going up every single month. Everything still is doom and just gloom. raised the Fed literally like a week and a half ago. Yeah. Yeah. So the more I talk about this and like, it's funny, I used to, every once in a while get negative comments in my my chat, but now it's like, everybody's just like, Holy shit! You were right, brother. What, what's what's going on? What, how do I bet against this? Or what can I do to prepare myself? Yeah. And so, just like to hit your point. Sorry, I had a long-winded answer. No, is, go ahead. Do not buy anything for the next, I don't know, maybe four to five months. I would say at least till the beginning of the second quarter of 2023. Okay. Because what's happening now is so like February. Yeah. No. No. I'd say probably closer to March, April. Okay. Because tax season is going to come. That's when everyone's going to have their money and all the tax time ballers are going to go out and buy. But as we're watching these record uh, repo rates hit and these defaults hit the auctions, prices are going down. So everybody's like, well, 
why aren't the prices going down like on car gurus or auto trader because I'm still having to pay retail for my cars. And we're explaining to people the value of your vehicle is not is going down. But dealers that purchased them during the pandemic or like the last six months. Yeah. Needs to make money. Yeah, they're, they're buried in those cars. Yeah. The car that I can buy today, let's say a G-Wagon, if I go out and buy one for $85,000 at the auction, the guy two, three, four months ago paid maybe $100,000, $110,000. Yeah. And then they had to pay recon. Every dealer, they don't have money. They have credit. They have things called lines of credit, uh, flooring plans. And so they use their lines of credit to buy these cars. Yeah. So if they've been holding on them for the last six months, every month they have interest, payments, and fees occurring on that vehicle. So now that $110,000 car they got was a good deal. Now it's maybe, let's say, $118,000, $119,000. They're, they're into a four grand with recon, interest, fees, and they can't lower the price. But now I just bought mine at $85,000. I'm going to retail mine for $110,000, what he bought his for. And so he's still at, let's say, $125,000 retail. He's going to have to come down in price. But the, the other thing that's that's hurting us is now, and we can talk about this too, is the banks are not lending. Yeah. They're they're losing their ass at the auction. That same G Wagon that they that they want to get $120,000 for, they probably had one repoed about three months ago and ran it through the auction. And somebody like me bought it for $85,000. So if the customer has a $120,000 loan and I come in and I buy it for let's say $85,000, that deficiency, the loan amount that they lose, they lose big time. And banks don't like to lose. Their whole goal is to mitigate risk. How do they do this? Well, I used to lend 150% of LTV on this vehicle. Now I'm going to only lend 120. I would I want 10% down. Now I want 20% down. Oh, you know what? You you just started a new job. Sorry, you don't qualify. I need at least six months of employment. Yeah. Uh, you got to have X amount of cars. Known. So what's happening is now- High this interest rates, everything. And yeah. people always wonder, damn, like when you, because I don't know if you guys have ever like, when you buy a house or you buy a car or whatever, look at like the amortization. You guys are going to see that for the life of the loan, especially in the first like t five, 10 years, you're paying interest only. You're <laughs> yeah. not paying shit on the principal. Yep. That's how they make their money on you guys. You know what I mean? So um, so they, the, the banks put all these things in place to go ahead and mitigate the risk. So no, I, I, I mean, and even in the car industry, it's, it's, it's yeah, same so, thing. So today I went to go purchase the car, right? And it's <laughs> funny because normally it's super smooth process. Like they know me by now, I have multiple cars with the same company. However, the money I had to put down was so high. I was like, wait, what's going on, bro? Like, you guys know me. Like, what's up? And so, this is with a damn near 800 credit score. Exactly. So that's what, the scary part for everybody else out there yeah. that's listening. And I have a huge, huge car history from way back in the day with high-profile high cars. So what happened was they said the time of the marketplace and the loans now are different because, as you said earlier, people weren't paying their loans and they have a lot of repos out. So now to cover their asses, they say, you know what? We're going to raise the money you got to put down and as well – we need history at least. So luckily, I have history from before. Um, you could better you could better break it down like why they do what they do because they raise the yeah. Because we were talking now. about the bank, so my yeah. bad. We didn't mean to cut you. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, you hit it nail on the head. It's yeah. it's they're seeing so many defaults and so many repos, especially when it comes to the exotic car market because the stock market's down, the crypto market's down. Yeah. NFTs, I don't even know about them, but I know they're down ninety two percent. Yeah. So people are losing their ass, and those were the people that were jumping into the exotic car market. So everybody I know that's an influencer and YouTuber, like yeah. everybody and their grandma, just went out and bought these cars. Right. But the problem is they don't have anything sustainable. Now they're like, the Bitcoin's gone, the easy money's gone, and so they're basically losing their cars. And the banks are like, well, shit. This, this, this. The perfect example: Lamborghini Urus taking the biggest hit at auctions. I've seen so many people take L's on Urus's right now because at auction they're going for around two eighty to maybe three ten. And I remember you couldn't touch one for about six months ago for under like three fifty. Hundred percent. Even with high wow. miles, 
beat up, whatever else. But now these banks are like, well, I lent 160, 170% of LTV on these vehicles and I'm not getting the money back. What do I do? And so they're, they're like thinking six months ahead. Okay. Well, fresh, you're a good consumer. You've paid other cars with us. We want your business, but that no more 10%. Now we want 20, 30, 40, you know, 50%. It's funny for the, the audience guy, real quick. Can you explain to them like what a 170% LTV would be? Just, I mean, he means loans of value guys, but just so that people, because there's a lot of people that might not understand yeah. these, these terms. Okay. So, jargon. so during the pandemic, usually we only lend loans. LTV is loan to value. So before the pandemic, let's say you bought a $10,000 car. We would lend you about 110, 115% LTV if you had good credit to give you enough money to pay for sales tax, zero down. And maybe if you had really good credit and you wanted to, Finance a warranty or something. We do maybe one. So like twelve k. You yeah, give 12. them twelve thousand for a ten thousand dollar car. Correct. So keep numbers nice and easy so you guys understand. Yeah. And so now we fast forward during the pandemic where some of these banks were just doing crazy stuff. Eighty four, ninety six at at a hundred and seventy percent LTV. Now they're lending on a on a ten thousand dollar car. They're lending seventeen thousand dollars on it. Wow. And okay. so now that's the, how comfortable they felt. Yeah. with lending that ridiculous amount of okay yeah and so and yeah. and people ask me like oh what's the dealers to blame no it's the banks the banks set the parameters at the end of the day just like when you buy a house if if uh, you want to sell me your house for five million dollars and it's only worth a million the bank's willing to give me a million mm-hmm. for yeah. it so exactly. the banks basically the dealers are like oh man i had to pay so much more at the auction you got to cover my my loss and i got to make x amount of dollars on the car and the banks didn't care because they were getting money from the government they're like hey you know what the fed's pumping out money things are good people are paying down their loans we're going to go ahead and push these loans out yeah so let me make this make sense for the audience as well yeah so imagine i'm putting down on this car the same amount of money I put on my Rolls Royce Cullinan. So once again, the down payment for this car I just bought, right? Which is even closer to the value of the real Rolls Royce. Yeah. I'm putting the same amount of money down on this car. So imagine that. Yeah. I think the bigger thing for the audience is yeah. remember, guys, he said 170% loan to value. You buy yours for 350000 Now you guys can see where the panic comes from when the car is down now down worth 200 something thousand. Yeah, like, like, you see what I mean? I just sold mine. I took a small hit, but I feel waiting longer, I took an even, even bigger hit. Yeah. So I took a small hit on that, but yeah. other than that, it's fine. 170% is insane. Yeah. But now I can see why these people are scrambling because you're putting up that much money extra over the car's value and the car's value is coming down significantly. It's a double L. It's eating you from two ends of the candlestick. Yep. Yeah, and that's and that's one of the things we're talking about right now is like if you have vehicles and you really can't afford them, you need to sit down and look at your finances, like get rid of them. If I, you have, I did the math, right? If I kept the, the Euros for like another year, I was spend another like 40K on that car. Versus if I just pay off the 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 left the, the remainder, uh the balance off from the loan I got, I'll be fine for like maybe like 10k. But if you get the car, 40k more. Wow, it's crazy. Yeah, and it's and it's like we're seeing it. The exotic car market is getting hit really big because yeah. um, on my channel I did a few exotic repos just to kind of have fun with it, mm-hmm. and I had one car that I couldn't sell at auction. It was a Aston Martin uh, uh, Vantage, mm-hmm. and I was trying to get about 120k for it. It was booking for like 130, which is James Bond car. But Jim, yeah, beautiful car. Yeah. And so I ran it three times at the auction. I couldn't get what I wanted. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to bring it to Gimme the Vin, uh, Carvana, Car Gurus, CarMax. All these companies are overpaying for cars right now. So I just want to try it. So I ran it through GimmeTheVin.com. And they're like, we'd love to buy your car at $128,000. I was like, fantastic. This was, I believe, um, March 27th. I had to submit the title because the title has to be in your name. I, I put the title in, 
Two weeks later, my title came. I went back in there. They offered me $108,000 on that same vehicle <laughs> yeah. and in just two weeks. Yeah. And I was like, well, what the hell happened? That's so almost seen, 20 K down. Yeah. Two and, weeks. I, and I've seen the market dip and usually it's just like housing, like the car market slowly goes down, but literally that first wave of exotic car repos just killed it. I had a Rolls Royce, um, uh, freaking uh, Wraith. Same thing. I took a $50,000 L on that one. Yeah. I mean, be, dude, just because the value just dropped. Nobody's safe, bro. Like, like, dude, big dealerships now are losing their asses because once again, the, the drop was so like intense, bro. Like people losing money left, right, and center. Personal people, businesses, dealerships. Nobody's safe. So if I, if, if I was, anyone, watch, anyone watching right now, I would sell right away. I, I would even wait. Yeah. At this point. I mean, we could always, like if you're worried about flexing or looking good for your friends, put that all aside. Sell the car now. Yeah. I guarantee you there'll be 10 of these things for sale. Cheaper. Yeah. Later on. Cheaper. Yeah. Whatever you want to get, all your options. And you could probably buy one from one of your friends when they're filing bankruptcy. I know that sounds <laughs> awful, but that's literally what's going to happen. Yo, flex later. Be smart now. 100%. Yeah. yeah. And I was I was going to buy a personal story here. I was going to buy a G-Wagon a couple months back. I remember Fresh was helping me with it. I was going to buy it from uh, a friend of ours, and he had paid a lot for it. He was going to take a little bit of a hit selling it to me. But even then, it was still worth way less than what he had told me he was going to sell it to me for. And uh, I'm glad I didn't buy it. And I was going to buy it solely for tax purposes because with the G-Wagon, yeah. as you guys know, you the can appreciate pretty much it weighs over 6,000 pounds. Yeah. It's a very nice depreciation, um, you know, on top of the house, houses that I buy and everything like that. But, you know, I'm glad I didn't do it because um, even though it would have been a good tax write-off, you know, that thing would have lost a significant amount of value by now. And you're saying there's G-Wagons just sitting around in lots all over the place now at this point? Yeah. yeah. I mean, we see them at the repo yards. And then, like, before, you would never That's see them crazy. in the dealership. You would never see one in a dealership. A year ago, I remember you couldn't even get one. Yeah, the, you couldn't yeah. even get one a year ago. Like right. yeah, you, people were overpaying tens of thousands of dollars to get one. On you purpose. know what I mean? On, like, and and now they're all over. The, like, it's insane to me how just in one year how the market just flipped on its head. Yeah, and it's and so it, imagine you had a whole fleet of cars that you bought like that as a dealership. Now you're screwed because you can lose money on all the cars. And, that, and the G wagon is one of the few cars, at least from what people tell me. Correct me yeah, if I'm the, wrong. That holds value. Holds value. Yeah, supposed I mean, to. yeah, supposed to. Yeah, yeah. I had an O3 with like two hundred thousand miles that I used to have. I put the whole Brabus kit, made it look like a 2019. I yeah. used to drive that around as like my work truck. I used to use a trailer, pull it around. I sold that I think two years ago for like thirty five thousand bucks, and I think I bought it at the auction for eleven grand because it was like beat up and dented. Wow, that thing was just immaculate. But yeah, G wagons are one of the few cars that that usually skirt the trend. But I don't know what happened. Like once that PPP money hit. I mean, every Mercedes dealership was sold out for the next two years. So that demand just like made people go nuts. I need that G-Wagon. I got money now. I'm willing to pay $100,000 over MSRP. And, you know, it's I hate to say it. It's 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 a market-driven uh, company or excuse me, a consumer-based uh, driven uh, numbers is as soon as a consumer is willing to pay that much, prices go up. Yep. But now I'm watching more savvier buyers, people seeing the down economy, they're pulling back. They're getting rid of their vehicles yeah. and they're slowly deflating. And this is a smart move. I think a lot of people learned after 2008, but as you know, there's a lot of people that didn't. So that's hence why we have Money Mondays. Yep. Yeah. Let people know that this is what's going on and this is how you need to guard so, like, yourself. So I get so lucky. I was like, bro, I'm selling all my cars because I know if I just wait a little bit longer and get it for way cheaper later on. Okay. So, But this car I bought, I'm actually going to pay off and keep. But okay. tomorrow I'm going to drop what card is on the vlog. <laughs> all right. And it's free the cap. <laughs> um, all right, so Some you only hit the chats and then you yep. can hit your next question. All right. Uh, free valuable info. Shout out to y'all reaching 1 million, and that's Morgan from Morgan Jones. Jones. Thank you so much. What are requirements for used car dealerships in Colorado? It's 100K net worth and 700 plus credit score. Want to move to Florida? That's from Moo uh, Fat. 
Bufadies. Bufadies, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, yeah, go ahead. Well, Colorado is a good state. You actually want to go there because there's a lot of competition here in Miami. A lot. So it'll be really tough for you to get in, especially when a dealership, it's very network-based driven. So your first few sales are going to be your friends, your other network. The 100K net worth is there for a reason to deter a lot of the bad dealers because when you get into other places, you're going to see that 90% of the dealers don't have money and they're set up to fail. So one of the things they want to prevent that from is making sure you're liquid enough to afford your cars because the second you open up, all these flooring companies, these lines of credit are going to knock on your door. They're going to give you two, three, four, five hundred thousand dollars $500,000 with like a 600 credit score and they're going to let you buy all the cars you want. And then when you're making those twenty, thirty thousand $30,000 a month uh, curtailment payments, they know you're going to go bankrupt because their whole goal is just to bleed you for as much money as they can mm. and take all the profitability of your business. So stay in Colorado, work on your money, work on your credit. If that's where your family is, and I would go there. Nice. And guys, don't forget, 100K net worth means you're up $100,000. People always mistake. Remember, guys, your net worth is what's left after all your debts. So you have to, 100K net worth means you pretty much have like no debt and you have 100K, whether it's in cash or some <laughs> kind of asset. Most people don't have Yo, that. So do, do the math, guys. <laughs> Get a calculator, yeah. put all your debt minus 100K. <laughs> if it's not over that, bro, you have $0 to your name, bro. Yeah. Just saying. And, you know, and again, we're not sponsored by them, but this is why I like Mint so much. Like I use Mint. You put in all your stuff and it'll tell you what your net worth is. And it, it's it's a it's a good wake-up call if you have like financial problems for you to see like negative net worth if you don't have your money on point. So that could be something that you could do as well to kind of see where you stand. It links all your bank accounts, all your credits, all your assets, everything. Myron. If I give you yeah. 100 bucks, right? Yeah. And you have 200 bucks in debt. How much money do you have? Negative 100. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Class you done. Yeah. Show the same as money in debt, man. Show all. Uh, for that, man. Financial education. It's so uh, true, bro. Yeah. Uh, should we be buying rebuilt titles? No. I. Okay, so here's the catch. If you're buying a new what, car... What is a rebuilt title first? I don't even know what means that is. It's so, been in a wreck. Sorry, yeah, it's, it's been in a wreck, and it's been totaled out by the insurance company. Okay. Now, I've seen some cars where, like, I had an S550 a while back. Somebody just keyed the car. wasn't even that bad, but since it had that pearlescent paint, it was a $12,000 paint job. Well, they totaled out the car because of it. Mm. I just bought it, sanded the two panels, painted it, and I was good to go. But when you're talking heavy racks, heavy damage, I don't really recommend buying them, but the the big reason why is most rebuilt cars are never put together right. They're usually Flats. some guy in his backyard got that car tied to a tree with a ratchet strap just pulling out the frame and just zip tying everything together. And one bad accident, you could possibly you could get die. really hurt, die, wheel Holy fall shit. off. But then also insurance companies, they don't insure rebuilt titles. There has to be a certain one. And then when you get your car and you pay, let's say, 20 grand for it, it's worth 50 and you thought you balled out. Hmm. When they wreck it and they only give you maybe 20% of the value, you're going to lose a lot of money. So mm. unless you really know what you're doing with the rebuilt car, do I it. would stay away from it. And also, okay. imagine you go to sell it now. Oh, rebuilt? Oh, yeah. I don't want my car. You keep it. Yeah, there's there's so many. Sell. Everybody's got a horror story of some like janky car they bought off of Craigslist <laughs> that like the wheel fell off and door wouldn't shut right, you know, and airbag lights staying on. So yeah, I, unless you're very educated, you're mechanically inclined, I would stay away from it. Okay. Uh, thinking of getting a Tesla, I make more than 250k a year. Myron, do you recommend me getting a car? Lucky, should I lease, loan, or buy? Well, don't ask me, guys, because I drive a 2002 Honda, uh, so I, that I own since like freaking college, pretty much. So, ask the car guys, what are your thoughts on that? Um, if you're getting it for MSRP, I would just go ahead and do a loan just so you can lock in your your interest rate and everything else. Because what's going on with leases is your your buyback dollar amount is constantly changing. So when two years, let's say your lease is up, 
since the market's technically hot, but it's going down, you may have a loan buyout of, let's say, $50,000. But when that time comes, your car will only be worth forty. So then you're forced to pay 10K over if you want to keep your same car or give it back to them. So right now, people are actually making money on their leases because they're worth more than what they originally had their loan buyout for. I would just do buy it. So this way, you don't have to worry about nicks, scratches, dents, because I'll tell you what, I love leases. Leases is a great way to get into a vehicle, mm-hmm. but leases screw you. It's our dealership's way of trying to get you for full retail because when you come back and you're like, oh, well, you know, I have kids. He scuffed the back of the seat, stained the, the floor mats. Oh, that's no big deal. That's four grand. Oh, well, the scratch on the wheels and I curb this and I scratch. Oh, no worries. Six grand. Okay. You want out of your car? You have to pay me uh, $14,000 and you can go ahead and walk away from your Tesla. Oh, I can't, I don't have $14,000. Oh, that's cool. Just sign this contract here and you'll pay $70,000 for that exact same car we just told you and you'll just make the rest in payments. And that's how they bury you in the car. So I don't recommend doing a lease unless you're like a single guy or your kids are not getting in the car and you're not an idiot. You're not going to crash and curb your car. Our so. business. Okay. Yeah, our business. Yeah. yeah. You can write okay. off and justify some of the losses. Okay. Yeah. And, and I mean, you talked about the Sue Fresh personally, where like you shouldn't be leasing cars unless you're like a business owner. If you're the first an average place. guy on the street, regular dude trying regular to dog, flex with some bitches, don't lease, bro. Don't lease. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Okay. All right. Um, thoughts on the used 911 market. Okay to purchase now in the next one to three months or wait another year. And that's from G Complex 217. I'll be honest with you. The 911 market is dropping. It just depends on what model you want. We're we talking about the Porsche? Porsche. Yeah. Okay. 911. Yeah. So there's. There's about 30 different models. If you're getting just a base Carrera or something like that, you'll be fine. But if you want like a GT3 or GT2 or one of the other crazy models, they're one of the only exotic cars that are still holding their value. They're actually trending upwards. So I would probably give it at least a year just to see what happens. I mean, I absolutely love them. They're beautiful cars and best bang for your buck for a daily so driver the, 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 the advice still stands. Still yeah, don't buy right don't now, buy. but watch that one in particular. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Uh, $1, Michael Trillstein. Uh, Seth uh, Hachman goes, I appreciate everything you guys are doing and providing uh, for men of the world. Can't wait to meet you guys one day on my journey to become the high-value man that I am destined to be. Much love. God bless. Much love to Jay Waller7 as well for making me pull the trigger on the, the world. world. Yo, shout out to you, Talk Seth. To you, Seth. Appreciate you. Good job, bro. Yeah, yeah man. We told you guys before, we try to bring out diversified content, man. Uh, j- just skipping my man, Myron. Jacopin, man, Myron. Jacopin. Oh, there we go. <laughs> You're uh, lucky. Go ahead. Thank you for all the knowledge. I have a sound like a pro, but it's simply for your channel. Thank you. <laughs> you for all the information that you can demonstrate how the dealers are taking L's on holding cars. Fantastic. Nice. Uh, no uh, Sofa <laughs> King JDN almost bought a car uh, for, from uh, them too this month after the wreck. Appreciate the game. Also showing love from New Britain. Uh, congrats on that, Millie. Hey, Thanks, shout bro. out to New Britain. Hard hitting. Hey, guys, just finished watching your business credit card episode from a year ago. I started my business in a week and I couldn't have gotten here without the help of you guys. Love Money Monday. We got you, got bro. You, bro. And then Michael Meestroke and uh, Demon Fingers, Fingers and Michael Trillstein, all $1. Thank you. Uh, DLC, 100 bucks goes, good to see you for, on Fresh and Fit, uh, Brother Lucky. I'm always sharing your content with my people. I think I sent one of your videos to Fresh, as a matter of fact. LOL, great topic. Keep leading from the front, gentlemen. See y'all soon. Shout out to DLC. Thank you so much. Hey, guys, do us a favor. Go support me. as YouTube channel. It's called I Really Mean It Podcast. Uh, go check them out, man. Uh, a lot of wisdom, OG, uh, in yeah. the network. I really, the Fresh want to, I really want to know. I really want to know. Podcast. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, go check them out, guys. Uh, I really want to know podcast. Thoughts on commercial mobile auto services? If you want to start off in being a mobile mechanic, and uh, it's a great way to build customer base, low overhead, the business 101, lower the overhead, the more profitability. But it's a great way to just get your foot in the door and kind of scale up from there. So I think it's a good start to getting your first step in the automotive industry. Cool. 
while they hate we create and that's two bucks for michael Trillstein. cool uh red pillsbury f boy goes uh i work at a ford dealership pennsylvania and some of the used cars we sell we're losing two to five k per car yep that's that's a very common thing now wow yep uh, uh so mo michael Meestroke, jonathan hogu Camino Kill, Demon Fingers, all $1. Thank you so much, guys. Uh, bro, it's not letting me add the membership, and that's five bucks from Mo. Uh, Mo. Uh, it's fine, bro. Just watch the show and yeah. support. L Amex, uh, W Capital One, Amex is compromised. That's from Michael Trillstein. Uh, I mean, Amex yeah. is still good, bro. Uh, Court, <laughs> man, man of God. <laughs> Shout out to Discord, gang. Slide through discord.gg uh, slash fresh fit. Yeah, I mean, um, the only thing about Amex is some people don't take it, but yeah, man, always have a backup master Visa card, but Amex is a very good uh, credit card. Uh, millennial currency. I've been doing car loans for three years, and most car uh, cars across the board are inflated in value and won't see the dust settled until six to 12 months from now, and a lot of people are going uh, to be stuck with them. Yo, imagine you got a 100%. car, bro. You paid over, over market price for it, and then like you want to get out of it, but to pay, get out of it, you got to pay like 10, 20k. You don't have how you can get out. You, you're, you're stuck with it. Oh, that's I, I got something that'll probably set your your uh, viewers on fire. If you bought a C8, get out of it now. The Corvette. I love them. They're beautiful cars. Oh God. I have some friends that bought them for fifty, sixty thousand dollars of MSRP. Yeah. You can find Wait, them over all- MSRP. Fifty k over MSRP. Where are they wow. going for? Um, I think the highest I've seen the Z06s now are finally back up to 50, 60K over MSRP. The regular ones are coming down to 20. What? But during the peak, they were like 30, were 40, paying, 50K over wait, MSRP. People were paying wait. almost 100K for them? I was paying over 100K. Wait, I can get a, a CA right now for 20K? 30K? Uh, no, no, over MSRP. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Yeah, over say. MSRP. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, like if, so if, they, if they bought it for like 80K and then yeah. they had another 40, $50,000 on top of it. Damn. So these people were paying you know, supercar prices for a Corvette, which, I mean, it's a beautiful car and they handle great and you can't go wrong with it. But these are some of the people that are going to get hit the hardest because even though that car is daily driven, it's dependable, it's still a Chevy. It's not a collector (laughs) item. It's not, you know, a Ferrari, not a Lambo. Yes, it'll it'll spank a lot of those cars, but it doesn't have the same, I guess, holding power. Yeah, it's not worth the same amount. Even Mm -hmm. though it's a better car, be honest with you, an older Ferrari will still outperform in the long term as far as an asset class. So mm. to everybody that's got a CA Corvette, dump that shit now. Damn. Wow. Over from, from what year to what year? Because some guys might say, well, I got a 75 Corvette. Like, no, I mean, no, those are fine. Now we're yeah. talking C8s. C8. C8. Oh, C8. 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 The the new model. Model. Yeah. That's, yeah, the ones, that's the new yeah. model. Yeah, 2020, 2020. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. give myself yeah. the stupid button right stupid. there. Stupid. All right. Uh, <laughs> so they, they started in 08 with that line? No, no, no. No, no, 2020. 2020. So for example, to get that car, you have to allocate it because they were pretty much like sold out. Yeah, they've been sold out for like the last two years. You get a bite in advance to get it. Okay. But now they, they're all over the place. Yeah, but everybody and their grandma was, that's why they made them overpay is because supply uh, and demand. Yeah. Okay. I'm doing all my McDonald's money so I can stay in shape, and that's from Mo. Demo. Thank Donating. you, Michael Trusty. Tom Brady meets FNF. Yes or yes. Okay. For Fresh's new car uh, for gas, and that's five bucks from Mo again. Thanks, Mo. And then, uh, and <laughs> that'll then, get you out of the parking yeah, lot. Yeah, that'll help. Uh, Andrew bought 20 bucks. Thank you. Thank what you about uh, ATVs and motorcycles? Five bucks from Sheldon. That's a good question. What about ATVs and motorcycles? Uh, motorcycles are always going to kind of stay the same. They're affordable. Uh, type of transportation but the yeah. downfall is is they consider motorcycles believe it or not a luxury item and atvs the same well so oh, wow. if car loans are getting harder to get yeah. atvs rvs boats all those loans are going to get much harder to get so you got to be extremely well qualified yeah. have you know i'll be honest with you don't even buy any of those if you don't own a home because right now it's going to get really tight the credit crunch is real just stay away from them. so here's a l that i did myself back in the day you can probably laugh at me lucky and my <laughs> stupid end. so i bought a motorcycle <laughs> on a personal loan Stupid. Back in the day. What, what was your interest? Oh, 21. No, 18%. Yeah. Stupid. And it's funny because um, 
it took me like a year, year and a half to pay it off. I paid it off. Wow. Yeah, it was terrible. terrible idea. But the big question is, how often did you ride it? Every day. Oh, you did? Okay. I See, loved it. Most people I talk to, they're yeah. like, oh, I bought a motorcycle. I'm paying 19% interest. I'm like, great. Do you drive it every day? No. I haven't rode it since Weekends. I got it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's but like. So I crashed, I rode it every single day. Oh, until you crashed? Yeah. Do you have insurance? Let's keep moving. <laughs> I did it. I did it. I, just I did. I did. Uh, okay. Um, I've been thinking about doing Toro. I live in Hawaii. Do you think it's a good move since it's on an island and shouldn't run into a lot of the same problems on the mainland? That's from Andrew Abbott. Ooh, Hawaii is actually one of the main places that has a lot of damage with tourists because you're just like us. You're going to have a lot of drunk tourists and they're going to crash <laughs> your cars, take them off-roading. Somebody's going to try to get freaky on the side of the beach and get your car stuck. So I have a, lots of students that are in Hawaii. It's it's a great market, but you're going to have a lot of competition. So make sure whatever car you pick, it's not saturated. All you got to do is go on Turo, find the car you want to rent, and see the reviews on it. It's been rented like 60 times. It's a good one. If it's not a lot of reviews, don't mess with it. Stay away and give it a shot. What That's are good. some cars that people, if they do want to get into this and do do the Turo thing, obviously you're advising them to stay the fuck away from exotic cars. What yeah. car should they be looking at using? You're saying start with one to two, scale it up slowly. Yeah, so depending on your market, I, I tell a lot of people, there's all these YouTube gurus that say, buy this Mercedes, buy this Cadillac, buy this Chevy. We could do it by, how about this? We do it by U.S. region. We could do in uh, the Northeast, for example, because they yeah. experience different weather. Yeah, we exactly. could do Southeast. So, what, do you, what do you think? Yeah, so it's going to depend, though. Yeah, so usually the first one, I'll just get this one out of the way. The best car to start with is the car that you own, just to test the platform. So if you got okay. a 2015 Altima, hmm. hell, put it up there. Give it a shot. Uh -huh. But if you're ready to start your next car and you want to buy something on the West Coast, convertibles are the best. Usually Mustangs, Camaros, stuff like that. They okay. rent all the time, obviously because of the weather. Yep. Um, Jeep Wrangler? Huh? Jeep Wrangler? Jeep Wranglers are really good in the Midwest. If you're in like Chicago, Ohio, you know, where there's a little bit of snow, but then you still have summers, you could pop the top, show off. Okay. But then during the wintertime, you won't get stuck. So SUVs, stuff like that are really good for the Midwest. Um, Four-wheel for, drive, I assume. Yeah, 100%. For all the people yeah. out there that I grew up in Connecticut, so you need that for the fucking snow. Yeah, and then um, we'll break up the East Coast in two sectors because from like, was it South Carolina down? Yeah, it's like, different. Yeah, different it's world. affordable luxury cars. It sounds hilarious. Three Series and C-Class Mercedes from North popping. Carolina down? Yeah. From North Carolina to Florida? Yeah. Okay. They, I don't know what it is. They just, they love like affordable luxury cars because if you can be $10 more or $20 more a day compared to a Nissan Altima, people will pay it to get that little bit of a nicer so car. So we're talking about Mercedes C-Class, uh, Audi A4, a BMW 100%. 3 Series. Yeah, your starter, your starter luxury vehicles. A Lexus. Yeah, because people, you know, when they go on vacation, they'll tend to spend a little bit more. You know, like we're coming to Miami. Yeah. You can afford a C-Class because, I mean, I think every room here is like $250 a You want to be in style too. Yeah, you, you know, know, you can't flex in like a... a, a a freaking hatchback Kia. So yeah. it's like you got to so come here. The key right. is that they know that it's got to be an entry level luxury yeah. car to some degree. By the way, and on the I East Coast, not, I better not see you in Nissan Altima. I'm gonna judge you, bro. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna yeah. judge you. Okay, so that's for the south, uh, the north, southeast. Sorry, yeah, southeast. Then, but for the northeast, 100% luxury SUVs. Mm, they uh, get all the money and damn. they stay rented. I have a friend of mine has Range a, Rovers. Range Rovers. Oh, actually, I don't like Range Rovers because they're they they're pieces of shit. They break all the time. Don't okay. ever buy a Range Rover. Okay. I don't care what all your friends say. If you buy it, lease it, get rid of it after that. But we have um, LOL. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, <laughs> it's good though. It's diesel. I never oh, had, I never had any problems. You had one? Yeah, I have one right now. Oh, you do? It's diesel? Yeah. Oh, you're fine then. Yeah. The gas ones the gas are, are just terrible. absolute garbage. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Smart. We did okay. smart. Yeah. yeah so, but like uh, the 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 Infinity QX uh, 56, okay. uh, yeah. any type of smaller Lexus, Cadillacs, um, any like larger SUV that's four-wheel drive. Maybe an X3 Beamer? 
Yeah, even Maybe those. An, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's just the the, the the some reason the luxury SUV market is hot down there uh, up mm. there. So that's what I would recommend. There you go. So the, the re- quick recap for all you guys out there, because I know people are gonna ask this shit. Oh, yo, where should I start with Arturo? So if you're in the northeast, <laughs> lo- uh, start a luxury SUV. You're in the southeast, uh, start a luxury um, sedan to some degree, right? Yeah, yeah. And then if we're talking the West Coast, convertibles do well. Yeah, convertibles uh, do that, really that well. Sports cars. Yeah. Um, and then middle America. Four-wheel drive, Jeep Wrangler Yeah, mid-size type SUVs, yeah. Okay. Mid-size yeah. SUVs is the way to go. Because like a lot of the subcompacts, like these tiny little, I don't know if you've ever seen a Buick Encore. Mm-hmm. It's like probably the size of this table. Uh-huh. And so my buddies buy them. They're four cylinders, but man, you get stuck out in the snow, you're pretty much mm-hmm. SOL. So, yeah. and, and I guess real quick, because Texas is just such a goddamn big state and it doesn't necessarily abide by like places like Chicago's rules. What, what would we say? Trucks maybe? Pickup trucks? No, you're going to laugh actually. It's going to be full-size sedans. So like, chargers impalas okay um you know stuff like that where it's like yeah. you know people are traveling for business friends stuff like that are we in the hood <laughs> and no nah, it's if, in texas it's a big thing like like either people have big ass trucks or they love yeah tra- yeah. yeah like uh oh, american like muscle, muscle uh, yeah american yeah. muscle cars okay yeah. So they just seem yeah, to rent better down there. I just think hood, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Where are we at? Those chargers. Oh, shit. Oh, bro, yeah, oh, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll have to talk about that when we get to the dealership side, because that's the same thing. Like we actually tell people, like, okay, we're gonna buy this car for this consumer, and this is what yeah. we're gonna yeah. get. Yeah. Well, we're doing the timestamps. Make sure to put that right there, because that's a. Uh, I had to ask that because everyone <laughs> asks, like, yo, what car should I get for Toro? There you go. Now y'all know from a geographic standpoint, if you do running a Toro business, what cars are gonna work in your particular region? But he made a very good tip that I think might have been over some people's heads. Go look at the car on Toro first. Look at the comments, and they'll tell you yes. is it a high marketable car to put out there. Yeah, because it's a good point. Yeah, and then on top of that, if you don't see something like perfect example, minivans. People sleep on minivans. Mm. That was my favorite car to rent when I had my my rental car company because there was none around. So if you see like there's no let's say Jeep Wranglers or minivans or maybe a luxury. SUV in your market, you may be able to take over that market for that particular area. But if you want to uh-huh. play it safe, go off of what other people have done before you and kind of get somewhat of a baseline. Gotcha. Okay. Not to go too much into weeds before the next one, but does color matter when people are procuring vehicles for their tour road? Because that's something that people don't think about is like, oh, what color should I get? I'll be honest with you. I just, I tell everybody, don't do white. Enterprise, oh, Hertz. Do yeah. Okay. Like, because everybody in their grandma, like a Mercedes, you could pull off white. But if you get a white Impala, spend an extra few bucks, get like a red charcoal like something that will stick out because you got to remember when you scroll through Turo, all that shit looks the same so you so want to be is not what you want no black, like black oh, black, no because you okay. swirl marks the people scratch them every time these people just lean up on your car just go with like a, a very nice neutral fun color and then make sure you take quality pictures take the time get off your ass mm. go to a nice park go by the river Take some good quality pictures. The photos. more you could stand out on Turo, better. the better it is. Damn. They're, they're, you guys got a bunch of game right there. For free. <laughs> For free, man. Like free. the goddamn video, man. Money Mondays, bro. Take a look at me on YouTube as well. Uh, okay, so follow up on a 911 question, uh, 911 question. Specifically curious about 996, 997, 991 generations, C2S and C4S models, not any GT models. And that's from SG Complex 217. Oh, okay. Yeah, so those particular models, you should be able to get a, a better deal on here in the next probably three to six months because those are the ones they're going to be coming most, uh, I guess, due when it comes to the repo market. Mm. The people that have the, the variable like GT models, those are people that have more money that will sit on because the value is going up tremendously. So people tend to finance those models that you talked about right there. So you have more of an opportunity to buy one cheaper here in the next six months. Fire. Okay. Rainier Morales. And he goes, hey, guys, question for Lucky Lopez. I have a 2021 Tahoe. I have absolutely no issues paying for it. Question is, should I sell it back to the dealer and wait to buy another one next year? Mm. 
if you can get some good money and make money on your your car, why not? But it really becomes a personal question. Do you need it for work? Do you need it for business? Do you need it for your family? Is this your only car? Um, you know, if you can afford to just get rid of it and drive, you know, a very nice 2002 Honda Accord, then I would definitely recommend it because that's the <laughs> best now, way yeah. to go. Yeah, yeah, the soft flex. But besides that, I mean, go for it. If you get a good, a good offer, let it go. Seems yeah. to me like the general advice here is like, unless you have some very special particular circumstance, fucking sell. So, yeah. yeah. Like get out of any type of lease or any type of monthly bro, payment. Then I, I just sold all my cars, bro, literally. Even rolls. Damn. Today. Yeah. Because I've been telling people like, if you can financially afford it, if you lost your job for the next six months, mm. keep it because we don't know where this economy is going. Cause everybody I've seen like casinos, casinos always make money. I always like to use Vegas as like a barometer. The, a lot of my friends at HR departments in the casinos are slowing down hiring. So if a casino is worried about people getting drunk and spending money, mm. it's time to get scared about the economy Red because flag. they, they never lay off. No matter what the economy is, people are still drinking and gambling. So when they get scared, it's a barometer for me to say, Oh shit, something bad's about to go down. Mm. So if you lose your job and you can't pay for that car for six months, walk away because that's a very unique that's the first time i've ever heard that used as a barometer which <laughs> i mean that's very indiv you know individual to where you live so that that's a good me metric right that's some inside <laughs> info yeah, yeah. <laughs> so once they once the casino start laying people off it's time to fucking <laughs> exactly. worry about what the hell is going shit's on getting real uh, <laughs> well, that's actually a good one though because you think about it people that are addicted to gambling that always want to be at the casino they will spend their last fucking dollar never yeah. stop like yeah never maybe by the by the slot machine with her auction tank yeah hitting that button every yeah. five, five seconds johnny you got some more money yeah. for me to gamble <laughs> yeah uh, that's not Dooku. It goes, I got screwed up. Uh, I got screwed getting a lemon Jeep from a dealership, tried to trade it in, but couldn't, was told only way out is to make it disappear. Any advice? What? Ooh, I would not make it disappear. You're, you're committing insurance fraud. You can actually run it through <laughs> the like. next thing you know. Fucking... Yeah, give me the vid. <laughs> they can disappear? Who says that? Yeah, I was going to say your name's on the screen, but uh, yeah, my advice, just find another way to do it. You may have to, unfortunately, roll that negative equity into another car. So you may have to pick a car that you don't like to stick with for the next two years, mm -hmm. that's your one way out of it. Boom. Unless you're rich, then just pay it off. Corey Manigod, this is probably too fresh money. Just throwing it here. Keep it up, team. Thank you so much, bro. I work at a BMW dealership in Connecticut right outside New York in a very wealthy area, probably Greenwich. Uh, what is your guys' <laughs> advice on the best way to market myself and generate more business? Patrick, John, Jason. Um, totally. Instagram and Facebook. Every day, go out there and say, hey, this is the car of the day. This is a beautiful uh, X7 um, go over the miles, the, the options, everything else, and constantly be putting yourself out three to four times a day on Facebook. Go on groups, go on Instagram, promote yourself. When you post on Instagram, it'll have a little thing saying boost, boost it, go your zip code and do 50 miles around. Spend $20 a day. I guarantee you it'll be a rock star sales guy. Everybody will be lining up. And it, Nobody uses social media. A lot of the sales guys are old school. They don't use this technique. Yeah. Seeing mm. that you paid $49.95 to support the channel lets me know that you're not afraid to make some capital and making yourself better. Yeah. yeah. Also, just after that point as well, if you can find a celebrity in your area to promote for you as well, big yeah. W, because now you might have to oh, pay them, but yeah, so and so fine. bought a car from, from you guys. Okay. Reputable business. I want to do it too. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, I'm confused. I thought the high price was due to supply chain shortage. I don't think price will drop because there's supposedly a shortage. That's from uh, Roberval <laughs> Francois. You want to? Yeah, real quick. Like, because yeah. that is why it was expensive yeah, a year ago. Yeah, yeah. Originally, like, you know, the, the factories were shut down. They couldn't build certain things, but the whole supply chain is BS. So, like, I would tell everybody this. I, I did live on my channel. Mm. Call your local Chevy dealership and say you have a 2022 Chevy Corvette and your computer went down, your PCM. I guarantee you they'll have one in stock or they can get one in a week. There's no chip shortage. They have mm. enough stuff to go around. It's just that 
all these major manufacturers made major announcements saying that they're going to make less vehicles. Like Ford's literally getting rid of everything except like the Mustang and I think one other car. They're no longer making uh, compact cars anymore. They're going to make less cars and electric, bigger, gross. Yeah. Why? And I keep telling people, why are they going to make more cars and make less money when they can make less cars and keep the the prices high? high? Smart. That's what they're doing. Uh, what's the current best car insurance company to go to? They all suck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Dingo Dingo Tech. Tech. yeah that, that's that's a very particular question based yeah. on your metrics. You know what I mean, and where Area you live, well. etc. Yeah, yeah, bro, you gotta. That's where shopping around shopping and around. getting the best quote is is important. This is Corey Man of God. Money just throwing to keep it up, team. Thanks from NL Bad Guy. Thank you. Uh, Damon Fingers, Michael Meester, Michael Trollstein, a dollar. Thank you, Young Love. Thoughts on sh- uh, Shopify drop shipping and e-commerce? I'm new to the super chat stuff. Uh, no That's thoughts on it right episode. now. Not this episode. I get a GM <laughs> discount and want to start buying cars and selling them after six months. Is this a good business model to keep me in new cars? Uh, unfortunately, no. GM will totally launch your ass from the dealership once they find <laughs> out you're selling cars. A lot of people are doing that with the C, uh, CA Corvettes, yeah. and they got in trouble. So be very, very careful because if they're going to see you every time you switch cars, and they're going to wonder where you're getting the money. So once the GM... Uh, thinks that you're going to be taking money from the dealership's pocket, mm. you're running risk of losing your job. Damn. Okay. Wow. All right. Um, what's uh, top five cars to start with? Used cars in Florida as used car dealership. He wants Florida in particular. Um, the biggest thing is you want to talk to your bank. So like well, one bank here that's really good is Westlake Financial. They like um, regular medium American sedans. Buy Japanese or American cars or Korean cars. That's it. It's something affordable, cheap to maintain, easy to finance to go through there. Don't buy Mercedes. Don't buy BMWs because a lot of the, the subprime banks do not purchase those cars. So stay away. All right. Uh, w Money Mondays, and that's from the enigmatic one. Thank you so much. And then, Fresh, you want to hit the next topic, right? All right. So this is my last one for now because, um, you know, time is ticking. So, brother, you know what happened to me, right? So let's cover, like, I guess, an experience or a first-time buyer and exotic cars. What could happen if it goes bad or, like, you know, the proper due diligence buying a car? Okay. So, unfortunately, the exotic car market is – a very shady market. There's a lot of people that get into this business that want to, you know, do the flash. They want to do the showing off, but they don't really have the capital to support that type of business model. Even me, like I've been doing it for years. I refuse to sell exotic cars because the capital intensive is way too high. The risk is too high and the customers are a pain in the ass. Mm. So, you know, yeah, except you, you guys are great. But, uh, (laughs) but as far as like what happened with you, you know, a lot of consumers, like if you go to buy an exotic car, one, even if you can pay cash, I always tell people to finance it. The reason why is your bank is another buffer of security. Now there was a company here called, um, I think it was XL Auto Group, the one that defrauded a bunch of people and and they lost their cars, lost titles. What happens is if you buy it through your bank, so if I'm going to go buy, let's say uh, a Ferrari tomorrow, I will call my bank and have them purchase the loan from the actual uh, dealership so I can get the car. Once I get the car, if I'll call the bank and say, hey, did you receive the title? And this, re- is financing, this is be, financing, not to be confused with leasing. Correct. Yes. Okay. We're yeah, gonna, I want to make that very distinction very clear for you all so you guys understand. Yeah. Leasing. So once we get, the, we get the car, we have the financing lined up, I'm going to keep calling the bank. Did you receive the title? Did you receive the title? Once they say, yes, I received the title, Go ahead and write that check, pay off the car. Now, the reason why I do this is because if for some reason the dealer, which happens a lot, dealers will not send in the title because they probably owe money. So let's say I'm selling a car to Fresh and you gave it to me as a subcon or as a consignment. So, hey, I got this. I'm a private person. Yeah, and you're I just, just a- give it to you as a dealer. I sell it to you. 
No, you're just like, hey, I, I can't sell it myself. I want to consign it to you. I'm too busy with work and real estate. So I put you in charge of Yeah, so it. you yeah. give me, let's say, a Lamborghini Huracan. You're okay. like, I just, I need to get rid of this. Here you go. So I take it in as the dealer, as the trusted dealer, and I put it up online, and now Fresh comes, hey, man, I like this car. I want to do something. I'm like, no problem. I'll take care of you. Fresh comes in with like 50K. I take the 50 grand. He gets a loan. I submit the car, and then... The bank pays me with usually within about three weeks, mm -hmm. or actually usually about uh, a week and a half. He's gone. He has the car. I'm the dealer. I have the money. But what's happening now is a lot of dealers, they're so in debt, they can't afford their bills. So instead of paying out you, yeah. because rightfully I sold you your made. car, yeah. the 50K plus paying off the balance of your car, yeah. let's say you owned it outright, I have $300,000 in my hand now. I'm like, well, he gave me 50 grand. The bank gave me 250. I need to give the customer his chunk, and then I'll get a small commission. Yeah. Or... I'll just be a greedy asshole and I'll keep it all to myself and I'll pay my bills and I'll tell you that the check's coming next week. It's coming oh. next week. And that's what's happening right now is a lot of these dealers don't have the liquid capital to pay for these flooring lines. So when you buy an exotic car on a flooring line, you have to put like a hundred grand down on most cars. Um, you have to pay anywhere from five to $10,000 a month to pay down your car because the, the flooring companies don't like to hold that type of, of negative equity in an exotic vehicle. Mm -hmm. And so these exotic car dealers always try to find consignments because to you, it's free for your car to sit there. But if I buy one, I got to pay on it. But now these guys through the last few months, sales have been slow. If you look, you can go to car gurus. You can watch the price of an Urus, a Lamborghini Huracan, um, Aston Martins, Rolls Royces. Everything is dropping. Yeah. And unfortunately, we have a situation where, you know, if you want to talk a little bit more about it, like, yeah. you know, you you trusted a dealer because, you know, we're professionals. We're supposed to handle your confidence. We were background checked. This is why being a dealer, you have to go through all these loops is because you're trusted with people's money. You're trusted with people's credit. And a lot of dealers are not respecting that. They're literally... I hate to say it, they're fucking over their customers. Yeah. So <clears throat> I'll just explain what happens to me. So I sold one of the Lambos, right? And the guy I went to, um, he pretty much took the money from selling the car and never paid the bank what I owed them. So what happened was the car was already sold, right? To Lamborghini, whatever. But he has to check. Well, Lamborghini actually bought it back. Well, one, one of the dealerships bought it, yeah. Okay. But what happened was, like, the guy took the money from uh, the the a buyer has the check, but never sent it to the to the bank that for the loan to pay it off. So he's keeping the money for himself. So that's my that's my current situation right now. So the car is pretty much should be paid off, but because he didn't send it to the bank with no title, it's not paid off. Yeah, and they're reluctant and they're reluctant to give the title to the bank because that would expose their hand, right? And and show yeah. any type of um, okay. Yeah. Right. So, so now he's in a, uh, uh, a tricky predicament because as a dealer, he's in the same scenario. He's me in the scenario you described a second yeah, ago. 100%. Yeah, because as a dealer, we're trusted to, to give him a title or to give you your title back or to do a correct transfer. Yeah. So this allows dealers to sell cars without even actually physically having the title. And that's a scary situation. Yeah. Now, as far as your aspect, we have three different options. One, we need to go to the DMV. We need to file a report. So if you any of you guys watching this have this type of issue, the first thing you always do is you go to the DMV because if they're currently running right now, you want to spark a fire underneath their ass. So we, we file a report. DMV is going to go down there and they're going to be like, what's going on? Why isn't this gentleman's car paid off? 
I have no choice as a dealer. I have to show them money, show them something. The clock starts the day I do it. The DMV does not play. They'll say, you know what? We're charging you $10,000. And if you don't give this customer his title in two weeks, we're going to take your license. That is the only time a dealership will listen is when you have to threaten his livelihood. And a lot of these guys, they're playing with a house of cards. So they know that if they don't take care of you, they're going to get burned. So so the title goes to the person that purchased the vehicle though, right? Because you said the customer. Correct. Well, okay. but also what's going to happen is the bank is, hold, his in his case, the bank is holding the title. So this new dealership. Okay, because they it, haven't been paid. Correct. Okay. They're not going to give up that well, title. Well, yeah. well, to be honest with you, they don't have it either. Yeah. No, oh, the bank like, doesn't have it either. Your bank doesn't have it either? No. Nobody has it. <laughs> Damn. So, so, so imagine that. So get this, right? Got the Lambo, but I never got the title. You needed the bank. So what happened was he sold the car to another another LLC to Lamborghini with the with the road title, but we never got it, me or the bank. So legally, I, I could sue him for fraud. Yeah. So did he did he buy? Did you buy and sell the car through him? So yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so he never turned in the title. He just he kept it and then sold it off to these other guys and pocketed them. Yeah, oh. it's fraud. Now you'll one hundred percent. Like now it becomes an issue where if you can prove this, the bank should let you off of your debt. Yeah, I've had to do this with a few uh, guys that can sign uh, cars, just like we talked about that yeah. scenario mm-hmm. where they'll consign a car with a dealer and they'll sell it, and the banks are like. We want you to pay because you technically signed the papers. My name is on the actual uh, uh, lease. Yeah. And so now these people are, you know, put in this position where, you know, they they thought they were trusting a reputable dealer and now they're screwed because they already spent the money. You got a a car note you got to make payment because you don't want to ruin your credit. Yeah. And the bank's sitting here like, what the hell's going on? Are we being ripped off? Ultimately, the bank, if once we follow the documents, like with the um, first we go follow the complaint with the DMV. Yeah. You know, we we start that headache. We let the the dealership know, or excuse me, the bank know about the dealer, and we get them involved. We all get on a three way call, and I guarantee you that pressure will basically put him in a predicament where he has two options: he either files for bankruptcy, which you can't file bankruptcy on fraud, so you're going to go to jail. <laughs> um, the second one is you pay the man off and you try to save your reputation. And then the I actually I forgot uh, three. We literally set his ass on fire. We go to all of his vendors, all of his dealers, and we tell him, "Hey, this guy can't pay his bills." As a dealership, your flooring company, which is your line of credit, if they have any inclination that you're financially uh, solvent, they can snatch up your cars with a tow truck in like two seconds. Show up at the dealership and take all the cars off the that, lot. That is part of your agreement. Nobody's more gangster than a used car flooring line. And especially with exotic cars, because they know that when they start scamming people, it's only a matter of time before, you know, they the basically- The cars comes down. 100%. But, XL Auto was the first one, the major yeah. one, that made, you know, headlines around the world. Yeah. This guy could be the second coming of it. But l- luckily, um, I spoke to the owner of the bank that owns that owns a bank, and he told me what happened. He said, "You look, bro. You pay on time all the time. You're a good customer. I got you." However, like right now, I'm kind of torn because, like, I thought it was a friend, so it's kind of like you're doing me dirty when we did good business in the past, but now you're trying to like screw me over. So it's crazy, bro. Yeah. yeah. At least you have a buffer with the bank. Now the yeah. bank could pause your payments and and, and help you with the fraud investigation yeah. and push the DMV to prosecute. Yeah. That's the good thing. That's why I always tell people use a bank because that's a buffer. Yeah. There's a lot of poor bastards that wired these motherfuckers money. Yeah. So oh, 200, 400, $500,000. There was a friend of mine that was buying an Enzo supposedly that was legit. Wasn't even a real car. It was like a replica that they just like were taking pictures of. Wow. And yeah. so this guy was wiring, you know, several hundreds of thousands of dollars and gone. It's gone. There's you, no, he has no but, ramification. Could you imagine if I paid the loan off and I didn't have a title? 
I would be, I would, I'd be screwed. It, it, it would have been gone. I hate to say it. It happens yeah. all the time. And this is something I talk on my channel and people don't believe it. They're like, that shit doesn't happen that often. I was yeah. like, this is a fresh. When do we meet? Two days ago. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. It's, it just happened. Like yeah. somehow the stars line, he had an issue. I winded up popping up. I'm telling you, this stuff happens all the day. I guarantee I check my phone and my, I guarantee my Instagram, there's probably 30 messages after this video of like, man, I got burnt. This, this happened. And it sounds funny. You think it's going to be dealers doing this on cars that aren't even luxury. They're doing this on all kinds of cars. I would there assume a lot this of them are just limited to luxury cars. 100%. A lot of these dealers, like I said, they're, it's a house of cards. They play with these flooring lines and these flooring lines eat up all their capital. So they never have the money. So they're doing robber or excuse me, robbing Peter to pay Paul. So yeah, if uh, I sell five cars, they're broke basically. Yeah. If I sell five cars today, I'm getting paid from the bank for those five cars. I'm going to pay the cars that I sold last week, these five. And so uh, they're constantly doing this with the money. Yeah. Once that, like now that sales are stopping, that Ponzi scheme stops. Now it's like, Oh, okay. I have no cars, but I still offer these five. And what happens is, is as a dealer, this is why Carvana's in trouble. By law, I have 30 days to turn in a title. If I don't turn it in 30 days, by law, you are you have a right to get your money back. They'll cancel yeah. the loan, and then they have to get the dealer has to give the bank back their money. So and it's been months, uh, months actually. Yeah, but look, luckily, um, it's going to be un under control, and um, I spoke to the owner company. So what the plan was, so I'm gonna get everything back. I'm gonna be squared away. But it's crazy because this is going to happen to anybody. Well, yeah, but the, it's the bank yeah. that's helping you out. It's not the dealer, right? So, yeah, yeah, the bank. Yeah, the yeah. Bank. Do, yeah. do you want to give a shout out to the dealer? Should I, should... Hey, you know it's, what? It's up you to know you, what? man. But... Just, just because I want this to be an example where, like, you can learn from, from my mistake, well, well, my uh, mess up, whatever, I guess, with the, the dealership. I'll show you guys who it is because, bro, it's crazy, bro. Like, Are you, you sure you want to do that? Yeah, you know, you know who it is. Yeah, I, I know who it is. It's up to you, man. So, I mean, you're, you're, it's, it's, really, it's really your call. But yeah, this this is the one car where like, bro. Anyhow, this is people I trusted, man. Um, I don't know what happened here, bro. But like, dude, I got I got to do it because at this point, you trying to screw me over. And look, it's just a matter of time. So there we go. Yeah, you know, and at least like, there's still time to save this. Like, yeah, he can call in. We can try to help him. Like, either if he has issues with his flooring line, or maybe, you know, it's just maybe it really is. He's just waiting for the check. So at least mm -hmm. we can get some clarification, everything else. But like, yeah. it should never get to this point where, like, now you're financially like holding. Like, well, how big was that loan? If you don't mind me asking, like two seventy five. Think about it. would you ever loan a friend two hundred seventy five grand without some sort of collateral? Yeah, that's wild. Mind you, the Hell check no. the check is gonna pay off more than that. <laughs> So that should make money on the car, but it's like you didn't pay the bank. So then it's like yeah. it's weird. And imagine like if you needed that money. Yeah, I was, yeah, exactly. Like you're in a position where it doesn't matter, this, right? This but is like, going to resonate imagine with if you needed this money. Yeah, yeah, this is going to resonate with you. I had a customer that did the same thing with the auto group in LA. He was selling his uh, Lamborghini SVJ because yeah. he needed the money down, to close on some real estate. Oh, and really? So he needed oh. to show the bank that <laughs> oh. I needed this loan paid off so I could qualify for this, yeah, you know, this new mortgage. Yeah. And so he was waiting and waiting and waiting. And he lost, I think it was like two or three hundred thousand dollars in escrow Damn. because he couldn't close in time because the dealership sold his car and didn't pay off his loan in time. Yep. So he lost his car. He lost a three hundred dollar in escrow <sighs> deal and he lost his dream house. Yeah, dude. Wow. This is why. Yeah. Like. This is why I own my shitty ass Honda outright, man. Because you guys know I'm heavy into real estate, so I'm like, man, I don't want to have any other like lines of credit. One hundred percent. Because like, yeah. like you, fuck that stuff like that just kills a complete deal. Yeah, yeah like, it, really it, bad. It could hurt you when you're trying to, especially when you're like you're doing what I do, where I, I basically use leverage to purchase a lot of my homes. Some I buy cash, but most of them I use leverage. I put twenty five percent down. 
you don't want anything getting in the way. And a lot of times, unfortunately, like auto loans are considered somewhat volatile to a lot of banks that are lending you money for a home. Yeah, and especially like these these hundred thousand plus loans, it's mm -hmm. like I tell most people, if you can't afford to pay for it in cash. Don't get it. Right. Now, the bad thing about this pandemic is I have this video on my channel on how to get a, an exotic car loan over 100K, and it's one of my most viewed channel or uh, most viewed uh, videos. But now, mm -hmm. during the pandemic, I saw regular banks like Ally. Like when I got my, I have an Audi R8. They were like, oh, we'll finance up to 225,000 for 96 months at 3.5%. And I'm like, 96 months? Mm -hmm. I was like, that's ridiculous. It's like, I'll do 60. Oh, but you can extend it out and we'll throw in whatever you want. I'm like, nope, I'm putting X amount of dollars down. I want, you know, I don't care about the higher payment. I'd rather keep paying it down because I'm worried about depreciation. That's something that a lot of people never talk about, especially when in the rental car game. And yeah. now, like even today, if the market drops 20, 30%, I still have the ability where I can liquidate my R8 mm -hmm. and then wait for maybe some of these cars that we're talking about yeah. showing up at the repo markets. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to do this and you want to buy these exotic cars, one, you buy from a reputable dealer and has to be reputable. Can't be some small mom and pops guy. Try to go big franchise store. Second, finance it. Do not finance pay it. cash. Don't you ever fucking send a wire for over $10,000 to a dealer. Don't ever do it because nine times out of 10, unless it's a big franchise store, you're going to get burned. Yeah. And the, the the second thing is, is really look at your finances because I have friends of mine where they're like, I can afford a $2,000 monthly payment. But then when they get that insurance bill hmm. of uh, $1,800 a month That's to a insure their Lambo, yeah. oh yeah, then then it really gets claps. And the other thing too, I want to let y'all guys know, like don't go ahead and DM that that Instagram and harass them or whatever. Yeah, Freshers are telling you guys that just so you guys know for anyone that's in the South Florida area looking to buy a car, don't, you know, he's telling you guys, don't, just don't go through them. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, go through somebody so else. Don't, don't, but don't harass them or else of the shit, but yeah, go yeah, through someone else that's more reputable. But he, he's I, still in redemption period. I, I will <laughs> say this though. Um, <laughs> thankfully, I had a good relationship with that the bank itself. And because of that, I got another loan today for a different car. So like, my thing is, yeah, they, really the bank, you, man. they took me a lot. Dude, I pay on time. This yeah. is like, I'm a, like a model customer. So like, yeah. it's, it's good to go. But yeah, this is crazy, bro. No, I'm, Friends, I'm, bro. Friends, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's, it's, it's all about networking who you know. And uh, yeah. Like I, I feel so bad because like I love the car business. It's like a passion of mine. Mm -hmm. And I just nobody ever enjoys going to a dealership. Like you'll never meet one person like, man, I went to the dealership. They fucking <laughs> kicked me in the nuts for two hours. I had a great time. <laughs> you know? Yeah, nobody does. And so it makes me bad when like if you look at the most fucking hated people on earth, yeah, it's we even beat your buddy Andrew Tate. Like yeah. we're <laughs> dealers are just way up there. But they I, just, they I, hate I, I say use car salesman for a reason, right? Yeah, exactly. I was today Taylor Lucky. I had a great time at the dealership today. I did. You did? Yeah, it was awesome. Well, yeah, it's because you got this beautiful new car. Yeah, I mean, which we, I miss a good friends. Which will come out in the blog tomorrow. Yeah. Fair <laughs> enough. All right. All right. All right, yeah. man. Uh, where are we at here? Okay, damn, I want my gas money back. First sold all all hose cars. Okay. Well, not, well, not, well, not all. I just His, sold I uh, some of them. Okay. Some of them, yeah. That's not do Deku. Just got my LLC. How can I use it to get a car and more? Ooh, so here's the catch. When you buy cars through your LLC, if you're using it for business use, you can definitely write it off. Yeah. When you go to an actual dealership, make sure you talk to a commercial advisor or a uh, an actual commercial uh, rep. Do not talk to their uh, sales manager or the regular ones because they will give you a loan, say it's for your business, and it'll go on your personal credit. Yeah. So make sure you get that completely separate and ask them seven times, is this going to show up my personal credit? Is this going to show my personal guarantor? Because we're going to ask you for a personal guarantor. The whole LLC, no S, uh, no personal guarantor, that shit's gone. 
too many people burn that. You're going to have to personally guarantee it, but you want to make sure that loan does not actually show up. I really recommend going to a local bank. U.S. Bank is one of my favorite for auto loans. They'll give you multiple commercial loans um, with a personal guarantor, and it will not show up on your credit. So if you want to buy real estate, um, invest in something else in the future, it doesn't hold you down with DTM. Montana. Okay. Montana. Yeah. That's, that's, that's important. Uh, work for GM. I can buy up to five cars a year with my discount. I also have an 830 credit score and always get approved. Nice. Okay. Uh, can you go into a little further detail on leasing a car? I want to lease a Maserati 2022 for six to 12 months rather than buying it uh, as it quickly depreciates and potential flaws it can come with. Well, first of all, mm. don't ever buy a fucking Maserati. Don't do it, bro. They're shit. No, we're fine. So the second thing is, is no nope. dealership will actually uh, finance you for six to 12 months. <laughs> it's going to be uh, two, two to th- four years. years. Yeah. 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 It's, they got to make their money. Yeah. Because yeah. they're, they're not going to let you enjoy the car for fun and then get rid of it. So, and then unfortunately with those cars, you're going to have a very high, what's called lease buy-in. So they're going to want a massive down payment in the beginning. So I would just buy a used one, stay away from it. Um, Grand Turismo's are the best because the transmissions are solid. Those Ghiblis, it's just a bootleg three series. Trash, don't bro. don't even buy it. Yeah, trash. Just please stay away. Uh, all right. And that was me and Green before, and then JDM Life uh, off topic. But do y'all have any content on wholesaling real estate? Would really help. Yeah, we do. Go ahead and look. Uh, Detroit Mogul on our on our yeah. channel. We we talks about Money wholesaling Mondays. wholesaling um real estate. Would you guys uh sell or hold a Ford Mustang EcoBoost twenty twenty one five years left one year down? Payment is five forty. APR five point four percent. They're offering twenty k for it. Negative equity is ten k. Oof. It really depends on your financial situation. If you like the car, keep it, ride it out. If you want to get something else that'll make you more money or suit your lifestyle better, and you don't mind throwing that negative equity into something else, because you got to remember, it's not the 10K of negative equity you got now, add another 10K for the new car purchase. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Mo goes, uh, for Myron, what is the best place to invest in property in Florida? As of today, the next six months, uh, 20, 30K down FHA, I want to buy as an investment duplex, triplex, I have 800 plus credit, no debt. I mean, Florida in general is good, bro. I mean, although Florida is one of the places that isn't suffering too, too bad, even now with the interest rates going up, uh, Miami, Orlando, Tampa, uh, any of the major metropolitan areas, man, you buy anywhere in that area, you'll be all right. Because you got to remember, these New Yorkers are going to come down here no matter, regardless. You know, people are moving to Florida and fucking in droves. Yeah. So um, I don't, I, for Florida is still uh, pretty good as far as like uh, real estate goes. One of the few places that hasn't experienced like uh, a slowdown like other places. Uh, do you see a continued growth and appreciation with uh, manual ship exotic, i.e. Lambo, uh, Lambo, Gallardo's and Mercy's? 100%. If you can get any naturally aspirated uh, exotic car that is also a manual, they're going up at a rapid pace. Because remember, this EV trend got really pushed during the whole COVID thing. So now a lot of these manufacturers are getting rid of it. Like my R8, the only reason I bought it brand new is because I wanted to enjoy it because as of this year, that's it. They're done. There's no more. So I wasn't able to get an older one that was a stick, but all those cars are going to appreciate massively. So buy it, hold it, definitely wait. Okay. W. All right. Uh, and you bought it for personal. It's like you're not looking to sell it or anything like no, that. It's I your drive car. The so shit it's different. Yeah. yeah. So it's different when you buy it um, for that purpose. Uh, all, right. all right. Are we caught up? Yep. Cool. All right. Cool. Go ahead, Fresh. Do you have anything else? Uh, brother, where, where can I find you, bro? Um, they can find me on my YouTube at Lucky Lopez and then also on my Instagram at Lucky Lopez as well. We talk all things automotive, fun stuff like this, and uh, we're doing a lot more stuff. We're actually opening up a dealership in Vegas. Hopefully, if that comes soon, 
I'm waiting for the city to approve my plans. But our whole goal is to build not only something that's more transparent. It's called Panda Auto Sales. Everything's black and white. We're not going to bullshit you. The numbers are the fucking numbers. It is what it is. And then also we're starting a company called Influencer Auto Sales, where I'm trying to work with a few hedge funds to become creative financing for people like us. Where mm. if you go to a bank and you tell them, hey, man, I do YouTube. Did I wait what? They, <laughs> they don't know what to put category to put you in. They're like, well, what do you make? Well, here's here's what I make. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. they're just like, well, we can't lend to you. These banks are so restricted on how they lend. So my goal is to help finance people like us that, you know, that that have the money, that have the followership, that get the cars. Because a lot of people don't know this. You know, all these people, professional athletes, celebrities, if they run into money, they get $10 million tomorrow for some contract. They can't go to Lambo or Ferrari just to buy a car. You have to have previous paid History. autos. Yeah, you you got to have one. You got to wait in line. So they have no choice but to pay these. I call them basically loan sharks. There's these third party companies yeah. <laughs> that sell these guys, you know, cars almost fifty, sixty thousand dollars over MSRP, and they're charging like 15 percent interest on a three hundred thousand dollar car. And these guys don't care. You know, they're they're professional athletes, they're musicians, they're you know just uh, Instagram influencers, and they're paying these crazy overinflated prices. So my goal is to hopefully take some of that legitimacy, find people that are good people like athletes of big contracts, influencers like yourself that have a steady growth where we can track it, build a formula where now we can use that for lending to help basically yeah. people like us. Get I've finance. always said it. That's the importance of credit, man, in today's day and age. Like I've always said, I'd, ra I'd rather have $1 million in really good credit versus having $10 million in shitty credit because yeah. it's, yeah. you know, you can leverage it's, so much yeah, more. It's so, mu it's so important, man, because if you don't, then guess what? You're going to have to take that 10 million and start actually buying shit cash, which you'll realize very quickly. That's a very stupid process. Yeah. Yeah. Know? So, um, cool. All right, man. Yeah, guys, check him out on YouTube, man. As you, uh, all his links are below, man. Go ahead and check him out. Subscribe to his channel. Um, you know, he's done, done his rounds. Obviously, very reputable. Knows a couple of, you know, high-end YouTubers that do the finance stuff. Yeah. You know, we saw you collab with, you know, people like Graham Stephan, et cetera. So, he's not going to collab with just anybody. So, um, yeah, I learned a lot. I actually took quite a bit of notes here because uh, car stuff is not really my thing. So, I'm just here learning. So Yeah, I love cars, man. But there's so many things that even I didn't know that, like, I'm learning as we go. So. It's yeah. a process. No, and like yeah. I said, in the future, you guys need anything, please yeah. give me a call. I was I was trying to help your boy get a car, but he literally, I was sitting in the lobby. And he's like, I'm buying a car, bro. I'll get there in a few minutes. <laughs> fair, I was fair like, enough, shit. Man. Yeah. All right, guys. So uh, we got right, a show uh, coming up as well. And yeah, yeah. See you guys in a bit. We'll catch you guys in a little bit. Peace. Peace. I ran, I ran so far away.